With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, here we go. Welcome back to One Night in Pinehurst for the time being. Yeah, TBD. Name TBD. Um, Maddie and I are joined by a special guest today. Uh, and, and really, you know, this is kind of where we envision this show going. Um, Fireside Chats, we've had some friends on uh, that we talk to, we text with on a regular basis. But um, the part that I really enjoy about this is getting to sit down with someone that you would love to sit down and talk at a wedding when you're talking to a hundred other people, but you wish you had an hour, you wish you had 30 minutes to just sit and chat with that one person. And, and so Maddie and I put our heads together, actually it's Matt's suggestion. Um, and I loved it. Uh, we have Eric Pocock joining us, um, former mm-hmm. colleague, uh, mm-hmm. current friend. Um, current so legend. Eric- current legend. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the show. Um, you know, I, I think we kick it off. We've been recapping a little bit of what we thought about Sunday's football games. There's a game that's starting in about 30 seconds, but um, oh, big game, big game. Mm-hmm. You're you're a well, you live in Oakland. No, you're- yeah. So full. So a couple things. One, thrilled to be here. Thanks for inviting mm. me. I Absolutely. was shocked just now at how short the musical intro was. I really thought it was going to be like a song, and it was just. And we're fucking in and I'm into it. In and out. In and out. Um, And no, to answer your question, uh, I don't care about San Francisco. I don't care about the Rams, but I got two Niners in a fantasy lineup and Mm. I need them to combine for 20 points or I lose in a, in a, in a league that I'm already 0-3 and and I am not having a fun time in that. It sounds like the Raiders season. Yeah, it gets up for it yesterday. Gets, <laughs> it, it gets late quick in fantasy, depending on how many weeks you play, right? Most leagues, right? You've got generally speaking 14 regular season weeks and then three playoff weeks. And then the last week, nobody plays because nobody plays. Yeah. So sure. if you start 0 and 4, you kind of need to go about 8 and 2 on the way out to make the playoffs still. So yeah, it's tough. And, and my, my team is built for the playoffs, man. I like, I got DeAndre Hopkins just waiting for him to come back. Say- you're gonna bring up Hopkins. Yeah, just just waiting. And I uh, I drafted Brian Robinson, man, that rookie running back for yep. Washington. And then literally the next day he gets fucking shot. Yeah, he did. And so I'm like, all right, well, he's back. Not gonna up. have him to start the season. He's hopefully coming back week five. But I mean, TBD, man. I guess he tried yeah. to wrestle the gun out of the robber's hand and got shot in the glute or something like that. We need to get uh, comeback player of the year futures bets in ASAP. Is that still on the board? Gibby, we got. Can we gamble in Maine? What's the story up there? No, we can't. No, uh, Pocock will put him in for us. He'll tell us. You can't gamble in him. California either. Oh man, what is with this country? What we, the, we can't do anything right. 
Uh, yeah, the other this too is we've got Eric. This is our first West Coast guest, which is great. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. too East Coast bias, too much East Coast bias. It was sure. time to you know see what the other other side of the country lives like here. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the wings on the airwaves, my friend. Uh huh. So. Them all. I, I grew to really enjoy my time with Eric. We talked initially, obviously. We'll we'll touch on the Broncos throughout the show, but not a Broncos podcast. If it goes there, it goes there. Um, and I remember one of my favorite moments was when Eric told me he was in a band. And I was mm. like, oh, cool. Can, you know, send me the link to, you know, your web website or, like, you know, any recordings or whatever. And Eric said... Uh, I don't think this is the type of music you're going to be into. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Little faith. Little faith. Um, but I have listened to a few of the songs. Okay. I, I, look, I'm not a metal fan. You know, I, I'm a sure. Steve Nicks. I mean, give me as much John Mayer as I can get. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not your band. But I, I'm curious, like, tell me a little bit about a, like the touring process, recording process, like yeah. hear more about just where your band originated and and what you're doing musically. Yeah, man. So I'm in I'm in two right now. One you okay. actually might like. Uh it's it's just like a little like emo uh yeah, that's totally Gibby. It's like if I describe it if like if Weezer had a baby with like early two thousands emo. Oh my. Um, it's it's really fun. But uh, no, my main band, Discourage, I really started when I moved out here. I mean, y'all remember I was in Boston, moved out to California and was like, I need to make friends. I don't know anybody in the Bay except for my girlfriend. And so I just was like, all right, I'm going to start a band and start going to shows and, you know, meet some homies. Uh, And that's what I've been doing for the past, I guess, six years. And uh, we're doing, like I said a little earlier, uh, we're doing a little tour. We're just, I think it's like eight days, like an eight day tour, like Midwest and then we're going as far east as uh, Philadelphia. Wow! Um, nice, nice. And I, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I remember hearing not this band, obviously, but this. You know, you you'd always always either been interested in or played in some some sort of band that had this type of flavor to it. Yeah. And so I do recall. I think we even may have listened to some of these songs working out. I'm sure Kev was involved. Are oh. we? Where are you on the spectrum? Are we like? early late 70s iron maiden are we no like so 90s slayer what are we where are we yeah so well it's so funny that you just brought that up because i remember one of our shows at that old boston band i think you christina yep and ian ian came uh came to one of the gigs it was a we did a yep. benefit show for it was in somerville uh, in somerville yeah and that yep. <laughs> that show is so funny because like we wanted to be a benefit show like we wanted to it was for cradles and crayons or cradles to crayons yeah uh like we wanted to like raise a bunch of money for them and we were all excited and then like it was like i didn't know that the room was so expensive just to book <laughs> that we raised no money for the charity and i barely didn't lose any money on the fucking show so i was like okay cool your heart now was in on, the right spot from now on all benefit shows we need the venue to know first so that they don't just rake us over the coals. Uh, Cause cuisine and locale was like, no, no, it's $500 just to, just to have the room. And I was like, Oh uh-huh. yeah. 
What if That's I told the, you it's for charity, man? They did not. Well, you, you learn early the benefits of having some proper management. Gibby's going through this now as he tries to get himself off off the ground, so he gets it. it the, oh, yeah? eight second, the eight second intros are <laughs> really um, helping my cause. My so, <laughs> this, we played. We played the Pine Hurt, or I played the Pine Crest in. Um, oh, in first, uh, I wasn't plugged in. Yep. <laughs> Gibby made Gibby made friends with a now imagine this if you will and I know you will a uh, mid to late fifties keyboardist yes, yes. Uh, and a mid to late fifties Stevie Nicks knockoff combo band fantastic uh, he somehow found his way to playing guitar next to them not quite with them but no, definitely adjacent. next yeah it, adjacent. adjacent yeah adjacent. Yeah, and uh, they just they wouldn't they refused to plug him in, which was a mistake. People would have loved it. Was it a mistake. Well, the how it started was someone requested. It was more or less a karaoke band. Someone yeah. requested a Billy Joel song or an Elton John song, and they didn't know the words to it. And I was like, "Oh, I can help you there." And, <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I helped him out, but I felt like there should be, you know, something that I should get in return. And yeah. I told them it would be my dream come true if I could play guitar. <laughs> and, and they agreed to dream it. Dream come true. If you could, if I could pay you the picture real quick, Pocock, it's in, it's in like Pinehurst, North Carolina, this old, old hotel with a bar in the first floor. And mm. it was like a hall, the ball, the bar was a hallway. And then there was like basically the equivalent of a dining room in your house love it and they were just tucked kind of in the corner and gibby was next to them next to the doorway the only doorway to the bar area uh, just so if you just hang so, as, so anyone who's just like going in thinking they're just going in for a drink is just walking uh, past a singing mic the docile <laughs> tones just serenaded by, Gib- oh, by gibby's yeah. vibes it was it was, it was something you'd have loved it so yeah. so they have you sing <laughs> well no they didn't no <laughs> Oh, you just told them to. You just whispered them the words so he, he could was, remember. He them? was quite literally unplugged. Kurt Loder would have loved it. <laughs> um, I, I did sing. They let me sing landslide. Um, okay. And uh, and so so anyway, no. And I I kept saying that I was gonna uh, just call my wife up. Hey. I've got to get a car. I've got to get a van and I'm going on tour. I'm playing the red roof in, in Santa Fe next week. <laughs> so that, that was my red goal. roof, baby. Oh boy. As far as shit motels go, give me a red roof in baby. I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would be a fun, that's a hotels are a, a pretty hot topic because I think there's a wide range. There's so many of them now. I don't know that well, I've had the pleasure of staying in a red roof in. There's one in uh, Monterey that we always go for our birthdays. Jen and I's birthdays are really close together. And so yep. we always go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Uh, and there's a red I'm roof not. in there and it's super cheap and it's very close to the aquarium. Man, I I like those commercials they were used to push out. Those are good commercials. They leave the light on for you, right? No, that's. Uh, Is that something else? Super 8? Oh, wow. I don't know. Like, there's a bunch and they're all kind of the same. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like Airbnb is kind of going downhill because everyone like they're just charging a ton and they're charging all these cleanup fees and it's just getting really prohibitively expensive. And like 
the whole point of like going to Airbnb is because I want to party somewhere that's not my house. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, no parties. And it's like, well, then what am I doing here? So like the hotel. <laughs> D-Dog is there with the band just to wreck an Airbnb. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the dream. But now, know. you know, you get, you get fined or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's so like the hotels are stoked because they're like, we're coming back, baby. You thought yep. we were gone. Yeah. Red we're coming back. Red Roof, baby. Awesome. Red Roof Inn. That's sponsored awesome. this I'm, podcast sponsored by Red Roof Inn. We'll see. Hopefully I didn't just offend them. We'll check the tape. Send the check. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> so a quick story that I wanted to uh tell about my second day working with Eric on the Pearson national team. Oh man. Um, so we're having a uh you know quarterly business review type of meeting where we're talking about best practices and everything. And, and uh, the question comes up, like, what are you doing that's working well? And Eric chimed in and said, well, I'm lying to my customers. Oh yeah. When in doubt lie. That was my, <laughs> that was the philosophy. Well, and the best part was the manager at the time. And I'm like, wait, I don't know this guy. Like what's going on? <laughs> Like I, 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 any customers listening, I, I have not lied to you. Um, at least, you know, on purpose. <laughs> but, I, feel, um, I feel like I need to take ownership for this. Not to interrupt you, Gibby. I probably had something to do with it. I have to imagine because Pocock, I, I was, and this, I use this word very loosely and it was only by name. I was technically his mentor when he first got. Oh, to yeah. Person. Big air quotes, but that was real. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to take 62% of the blame on this. Gibby, okay. go ahead. Fair. Fair. So you had an out. The manager asked, like, well, you mean you're, like, just kind of trying to guide him to the solution that fits best for you? And you said, oh, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> lying. <laughs> Double down. Like, this is the funniest time I've ever <laughs> Can I ask and, you a question? Was Kev in this meeting at all? Was he present? He, he no, he was okay. not. No, because no. it, it was because uh, he it was MK's team, right? You were the LTS oh, yeah. for MK's team, or oh, no? Mixed? MK was gone before before I came in. Oh um, no! Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably my fault too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I I don't even know where I was going. I was going to segue into Pearson, but like. Maddie and Eric, I don't know like the genesis of how you guys met and yeah, yeah. where you got started, but you kind of hinted at it, like uh, mentorship. Where did, where did that begin? So I I started at Pearson two weeks. I think I was the second one in maybe I started after Ian, like two weeks after Ian, right before one of those NSMs in like a January. Um. And oh, then the from there, the timeline, yeah, the timeline is is spotty. But I know Gibby, you were probably there somewhere right after that. But we didn't, we weren't in the same zone. We weren't in the same team, so like I don't think we overlapped that much. Yep. Hodge came in pretty shortly thereafter, um, and then there was like a wave right around when like O'Connor and Kev and Pocock all came in, and Pocock was on my team with MK, and I was the obvious logical choice to guide this young man it's- to success and greatness. Um, and I'm sure there's a whole lot more to it, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm losing details, but that's what it was. He, he came in and we, uh, we made magic together. It basically just meant, uh, don't bother your manager with questions. Ask uh, Matt. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's about that's right. Pretty much the, that's, that's how mentorship works at, at Pearson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did but, a media. But, like, I, 
but like I started, it was this weird golden time, man. Cause like, yeah, Ian, Koch, Kevin, Nick, you, I'm probably forgetting some people. I caught the tail end of that. You caught the uh-huh. tail end of that with like, with Christian, yep. uh, Brony. Yeah. Who? Mark. Oh yeah. Mark, of course, Mark Prony. But like, yeah. So you caught like the tail end of that. But, like there was like this very brief time when it was just a bunch of dudes that just really didn't yeah, it was great. care, but we're just, but we're good at it and we're having a good time doing it. Um, and so we were all, <laughs> we we're all making money, having a great time. And it was just, it was a very fun, it was like my first job out of college too. So like, I didn't know anything. I literally like learned how to be a professional from this fucking degenerate. And these, like, these, and these are the days too. These are like the days. Yeah, golden era is right. This is when we all had we had like expense accounts, like anything. Oh. There was an NSM in San Diego where My we all went day out was one the, night. Was the Orlando NSM? Yes, and we went out, and I, I feel yeah. like we put like a thousand dollar tab together, and then just expensed it. Like, what is that's not real? You can't do those. Well, kinds you just of you things. split it across the team, and it's only like yeah. three hundred a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where they try to trap you in a room so you can be friends with everyone. We just went off to be complete idiots, but but we did yeah, that was, like it, like. We you bond over those things, and no, it was it was a great time. Well, that's um, why we're here now, right? Like, you yeah, know, was, I was thinking about that actually as we were getting ready. Is because like, so I left Pearson or was unceremoniously asked to leave Pearson uh, <laughs> in on June of like 2019, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think that it was right. 2019. It's so like, and I've had jobs, you know, since then, but I don't like. I still. Like, I still want to talk to you guys. You know, like, I, I talked to right. Nick and Peroni quite a bit because we're in that in a fan duel league together. I think you yeah. were in it for a bit, Mike, and then you decided this isn't for me. Well, no, I don't think I was deci- – <laughs> I decided anything. Oh. They're not oh, – Were you the reason well. why the league – yeah. <laughs> they, they're hard to – we lost O'Connor in the other one because, like, if oh, you don't – you can, like – you can like save your spot, but then you have to pay. And we had a bunch of people who didn't pay and I was getting antsy and I started getting a little aggressive and you know, you as soon know, as I get that email, man, I'm like, all right, here's my money. Let's do it. I've been, uh-huh. I've been looking forward to this all summer. Yeah. You know, the deal, you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. So, so, like, so we're, Oh, sorry, Eric, go on. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one thing that I didn't know that I wish I did, um, was your love of bodybuilding. And- okay. So oh, that was an actual thing because yeah. I, I was obsessed with like Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, all of the, Oh yeah. You know, oh, no. um, Those these bodybuilders. Yeah. Probably like I'd say late nineties bodybuilders. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Um, uh, fitness, like that was my college days. And I was like, Oh, can I do this workout? And, uh, and I was yeah. like, yeah. And, and most so, often the answer was no, because those guys are strong as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, so it was one, I remember, so when I was in college, so I, I've always just like weightlifting, like and it, it'll shift from like bodybuilder, bodybuilding to powerlifting to just try, now, now I'm like in my 30s, I'm like, I should just try to be healthy and like just like mm-hmm. go for like fitness instead of just gains. But like, especially like when I, when I was at Pearson, you know, I'm early to mid 20s, I'm just like, we had a gym at the, bo- like at the basement yeah. of the building we were working in, so it was just awesome like sports just, club. 
Yeah. Boston yep. BSC, baby. Let's go. BSC. Used so to go there like, with Kev. Kev used to drag us in there for those like boot camp classes just to dude, sit in the Kev, back. Yeah, oh, Kev loved the huge classes where it was like, yeah. and not that there's anything wrong yeah. with Zumba or whatever the fuck Kev wanted to do, but like it was just like a bunch of like cute like professional girls and Kevin. <laughs> and this is an audio medium, so maybe Matt should describe Kevin and how he fits in with the pretty professional He's a caveman. Girls. He is a caveman. <laughs> he may live forever. Oh, he will live forever. He he will outlive uh-huh. all of us. There's no doubt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I went to BSC once, um, and I went like on a Monday. You know, you feel like oh, okay, Sunday. Uh, you got to earn it. You got to earn that weekend uh-huh. back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, I I knew I had a window for like an hour and a half, so I I went midday. And I forgot that my daughter like painted my toenails oh, and love so it. I go to take a shower with like painted toenails, all different colors, like pink and purple and nothing, you know, if, if whoever <laughs> wants to paint whatever color there's, you know, no judgment here, but, um, but I was like, Oh man, can I wear like socks or like Crocs to the, like, how do I get around this? I just don't (laughs) want to get like singled out. Um, And then, uh, yeah. So that was my last trip to Boston sports club. First Um, and last. Good. Yeah. yeah, First time, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That. So like the Boston sports club was also my first, like understanding of like, Oh, once you get past like 60, you don't wear towels in the locker room. You no, the sauna the is anything. Let goes. the boys go. Cause they had that, they had yeah. a big, really nice sauna and yep. uh, a lot of low hanging fruit in, uh, uh, yeah. in those saunas, man. And it was just like, I, I strive to someday have that level of just not caring. I think I think I, I not to keep making this about him, but I'm pretty sure Kev went for that very reason, and he that's, already that's why he loved it. That. That's why yeah. I loved it. It well, was great. Kev, it was Kev a perfect. achieved that level yeah. out the womb. Yeah, yeah, he's as real as they come. That was great, though. We did have a good thing going there, and you, I think you, I ended up learning about and becoming enamored with Ronnie Coleman because he's just everything he does is electric. There's no oh, footage fantastic. of him that exists that is not him being an electric factory. And yeah. that's when you and I started to talk about it a little more. You really got me into it. Not the actual act of working out. I've I've never done that. I don't plan to do that. But the thought of it, the idea, the concept, that was all you. The 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 results, uh, the ad- admiring of others' results in the form of Ronnie <laughs> Coleman. But I remember for a while, you know, they had like a one of those like whiteboard easels and they would write like inspirational quotes on it. It was like right by the door. So like you walk in, you see some like Mother Teresa quote or some fucking thing. And I remember one night I erased it. I erased the whiteboard and I wrote, everybody want to be a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. but don't nobody want to lift these heavy ass weights. I'll do it though. I'll do it though. Which that's, I mean, you can extrapolate that. Like that's inspirational as hell. I thought Mary Kay, uh, our boss at the time did not find that as uh, uh, enamoring as I did. Yeah. Not surprising much to our chagrin, but not surprising. Yeah. It it probably would have helped if my handwriting didn't look like a (laughs) child. That wasn't part of the mentorship program. We never got to that part. No, it wasn't. (laughs) So, um, 
<laughs> I, I want to keep on the bodybuilding thing. Are there like specific bodybuilders other than Ronnie Coleman? I mean, legend, right? Is he seven time, eight time Mr. Olympia? Um, I don't know. He, a lot. Many times. Any amount of times he wants to claim. Like I'll, I'll yeah. concede yeah, that. Exactly. Any any others that either are you still following it, I guess, is the first question. And B, like others that that you admired or or yeah. took. So here's the deal with that. So I don't know a lot about like the sport of bodybuilding, right? Like obviously like exercising is cool, but like the actual like Mr. Olympia like contest, like I don't I couldn't name you many bodybuilders, but like Matt said, like Ronnie Coleman was just electric and like you see his footage and his clips and he's just a wild man and he's got this high-pitched ass voice and he's yeah. lifting so much fucking weight nothing so, about it makes sense nothing about so it's it. no nothing makes sense so in terms of like the modern not, not a modern equivalent because that's not possible but there is one guy uh juji mufu um j-u-j-i-m-u-f-u uh yeah, he's a he's like a like an athlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder. He's just starting to compete in like bodylifting like competitions, I believe. But the dude is hilarious. Like that's why I like him is because like you go on his Instagram and he's literally just like throwing barbells around, wearing a fucking flamingo uh, mask, just like shaking his head like a madman, and he's this just guy, running around. And he's this guy is he, like, does, like the, yoked. He's jacked as fuck. And he does like these like splits like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I'm but, he's, that. but he's gigantic. Yeah. Like he's got one. He's got one where he's doing the splits and he's got one hand with the barbell on and above him with what looks to be at least 150 pounds. Yeah. He did that on America's Got Talent too. Yeah. Like, and he's he actually like, went on America's Got Talent. Yeah, his, oh, God, his what a poem is a gem. Uh <sighs> That's incredible. But so like literally other than him, but it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing, right? Cause it's like, especially in today's like social media, like there's so many jacked, jack dudes and sexy gym girls. Like they're, they're, they're all over Instagram. They're all over everything. But like Juji is like, is hilarious, man. Like he yeah. just, he just does it. And he also like, he That's has great. like some, like a farm gym and he's just, He's cool. It's just fun. He's he's fun to follow and like fun to just watch his stuff. Yeah, that's actually a good point. He's having a good time with it. You can tell he's not taking yeah. it too seriously, but he's taking it seriously. But it's his it's his craft, but he's also yeah. very much take, not like doing it for anyone it else. Yeah, he takes it seriously and like it's it's his craft is his career, like it's all he does. But he's just a fun person and I think he's recognized maybe from a marketing standpoint, maybe not. If you want to stand out like find your thing and just fucking do it and he's great yep agreed um, love that great other, other than him though maddie uh sorry mike i don't i couldn't tell you any other ones that are happening today that's okay i so i fell in love with it oh, oh for a while my older brother was big into weightlifting i followed like you know in college <laughs> and i do remember watching pumping iron on a date oh. Um, on a date that's a great way to suddenly feel very emasculated and inadequate on a date you set yourself up for failure there Gibby well you know (laughs) it was what it was but um, you're a risk taker yeah I I went for it so 
Um, Respect. So, Eric, two more big questions, but I also want to, you know, let you plug the the upcoming tour. Tell us where sure. you're going to be, what stops you're going to be in. But um, most important question, right? And I know yeah. you you've been listening. You've been listening to the show. This is a common running theme. Yep. All right, you and Maddie are driving down to Los Angeles. You Big have from Oakland, you've got to, you know, stop and get gas. You're pumping gas. Maddie's running into the store. What's your gas station snack choice? Okay. There are additional conditions to this question. There always are. Mm -hmm. Am I I hungry or am I snacky? You can be both. Okay. So I was going to say, so P-Dog, if you if you walked into the gas station mini mart and you own and everything that ex, everything that exists in the universe is in there and you can only come out of there with one or two items tops what are those one or two items that you're taking out and it has to be something that you'd realistically find in there yeah 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 not no, like I, a grocery store yeah i get the game okay so uh it's pringles it's uh oh. insert favorite flavor pringle um, I'm a salt and vinegar man. I like a mesquite uh-huh. barbecue. I like I like all my Pringles, but the reason for the Pringles is because fits in the cup holder. Oh. Put that in the cup holder. Now I'm driving safe. And in terms wow. of in terms Big of amount stuff. of chip per container, you get the most bang for your buck with Pringles. You get a bag of chips, and it's like sixty percent air. And they break. So, the Pringles stay intact because of the safety of the can. And I didn't even think of the cup holder. So if I'm hungry, I'm a beef jerky man. Uh, especially oh, like if you're on like uh, like some like those like rural like rest stop type gas stations where they have like random ass homemade beef jerky. I'm getting it. I'm going to get the shits. And I don't really care because I'm going to eat yes. that jerky. Yeah. Uh, and you then on the very rare occasion that I got a, I got a sweet tooth. Uh, I'm a Reese's man. I'll get Reese's. Oh, I like just classic. classic Reese's peanut butter cup. But nine times out of ten, Pringles. You're you're going savory over sweet more often than not. I I, I tend to yeah because if yeah. I want something sweet yeah. like I'll get like a soda or something you know but I want my yeah. I like the crunch I like the savory that's just how I do it. The 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 beef jerky is a constant. I think I believe we saw some footage today that Rick has relented and he's now um, enjoying beef jerky. So Rick, thank you for for coming on board. But yeah, those Welcome. are great answers. I mean, who? Our, how our could you? Thursday guest, yeah, Alex. Yeah, okay. A strong strong opinion against beef jerky. So well, uh-huh. I have a strong opinion against him then. Yeah, I mean it's fair. So, it's fair. Our friend Rick is is in with us. You're in. It's it's us four, and Alex is on the outside at this point. But he'll come around. I'm Switzerland on this one, um, dude. I mean, like when it comes to like gas station snacks, it's okay to be Switzerland, yeah. Right? Like, like you're allowed to be like, oh, I'll have a piece of beef jerky, but I, I can do also appreciate. Not have one. I do yeah. appreciate P Dog that you took it to the level of ingenuity on top. Like you got it's a bogo basically. You got a great well, snack, and it's utility. And well, and you know what it was that made me think of that in that example is because originally when Mike said, here's the prompt, he said, Oakland to San Jose. That's about an hour and a half, right? No, so you can kind of get whatever you want. But just now he said, 
we're going all the way to Los Angeles. That's a long drive. So now, because like sometimes if I'm at a gas station, I'm feeling kind of dangerous. Maybe I'll get one of those hot dogs that's on the thing. I'm not above that. Oh, yeah. The rollers, the rollers, the are rollers. Money. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not above that. But if it's an eight-hour drive, maybe I stay away from those because yeah. of the inevitabilities. You're probably yeah. sitting down for 25 minutes though, or you're probably taking a break on an eight-hour drive. I don't, and thank you for pointing this out. I mean, we go. We're mostly East Coast, the, the guests, although Rick is central, he's in Chicago, but there's some East Coast bias here on the gas station snacks. So I'm glad oh, yeah? we're expanding across, you know. Um, I feel like Pringles are pretty national. Like it's pretty. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. yeah. We have them in Maine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've heard of them. <laughs> they travel. It's a, it's a, it's a frequently um, disrespected snack though. So it's nice to hear it get a little love. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've heard like, I've heard rumors that like, if you eat too many Pringles, it's you know, unhealthy. But you know, I don't know if I believe that. Those are unfounded. Yeah. Yeah. Who put that one out there? Big, big fatty, energy. salty carbs. Like it's fine, dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, your take on the Bronco? You, uh, the the reason yeah. I fell in love with you originally at Pearson was found out you were a Broncos fan. Yep. Uh, I moved to Denver about a month before Elway won his first Super Bowl, and I was seven years old. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, this is what I like now. This is what this is my sports team now. Yeah. And uh, there's, just, there's just no stopping after that. I got sick before that game. Before the game against the Packers, I no. I threw up. Like nerves or like actual <laughs> sick. Nerves. Too many rollers, too many dogs off the rollers. <laughs> it was, it was like 16 years old. <laughs> I got I got sick before the game. Um, so thoughts on the season so far? It has not been pretty. No. My thoughts on the season so far are the Nathaniel Hackett experiment has been fun, and I think he needs to get the fuck out of Denver. What about Dude, that defensive coordinator? This man, coordinator? This I like man that says, guy. I don't know. I don't know why that happened, or I didn't really understand that more than any other head coach I've ever heard in my life. He had to hire he had to hire an assistant to help him manage the game clock. What a fucking loser. This is a, <laughs> there are 32 in the entire world head coaching jobs in the NFL, right? Like 32. It's not like anyone can just do this job and this is who we fucking get. I <laughs> it's I'm not, not good. Happy. Especially cuz like good. I honestly I still think Russ has it. I'm a I'm a Russell Wilson believer. I'm stoked on it. I think that we saw a little bit more in this last game. There was some signs of life in terms of aggressive play calling, but like I think Nathaniel Hackett is just a bum and I think he needs out of Denver. Russ is still a suitable quarterback. He's not an elite top end quarterback, just like he's not a bottom 10 in the league. He's somewhere right in the 15, 16 range, like good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Ooh. He's not, he's, he's See, not I, like, I put him a little higher than that. I, I would put, okay. I put him, he's top 10 to me. Um, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough argument only because the play has slipped a little bit over the last couple of years, but it slipped from a level where he was elite top five. So you can yeah. make that case, right? There's a range there, but either way, the blame Global for this, eight out of nine years of his career. Yeah. The blame That's for hard. this lies mostly with Hackett. You're right. He, he clearly is outclassed. And I know we've talked about this a lot on this show. Like 
he just doesn't know what he's doing. It's it's not good. Like and I'm not sure what they're that. Up to. Like if you're yeah. a coach, man, you need to present a front of well, this is what they did. And this is what we thought we could do, and it didn't work out. Like that's yeah. what I want to hear. I don't want to yeah. hear. Yeah, we were really surprised by that. Yeah, Tell Gibby, you 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 know what? I should have called timeout. <laughs> Gibby's been vacillating back and forth because he's an eternal optimist, but he also is a realist. So there's a con- there's some confliction there. But um, yeah, I'm I'm conflicted. I like I err on the side of patience. Um, and but at the same time, like what. It, this game was lost on that one Melvin Gordon fumble, right? It was a 10 point swing. The very least could have been a 14 point swing. Um, But we don't need to go into a full recap, but so the the worst thing is now is uh, Devontae Williams out for the season. Yeah. He's, he's out for the season. Born ACL. And that's, and now we're stuck with Melvin for it. Maybe that means they're going to open it up. Maybe this is like, maybe Hackett. That was the thing. Unfortunately, if you want to look at the bright side through a, through a nice prism here, Maybe now he feels like he can't run the ball at all, and he's just got to throw it all day, every day, and just open it up. But Gordon's someone who's got a if he holds on to the ball, but yeah, yeah. fumble four times in four weeks. So, um, so we I don't I don't want to. We already spent five minutes on the Broncos, which is probably five minutes too many um, for. I'm sweating <laughs> now, just in, in rage. <laughs> you riled him up. I, I know. I didn't mean to, um, but we got to keep people hanging on for more. Uh, I respect that. Uh-huh. I respect uh-huh. that. So Eric, where, where does the tour take you? Where, yeah. where, so oh. we were trying really hard to make it out to Boston. Actually. Oh. Um, the original plan was we're going to start in Chicago and kind of work our way East to Boston and then fly home. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Rental car drop fees for, dropping off in a different airport or different city made it just not Crazy. feasible. Dude, it's they gotta pay to ship. I knew them it was back. gonna be more, but I didn't realize it was gonna it was that significantly yeah. more. So we're doing we're flying into Chicago and we're doing like we got some Indiana and Chicago uh Springfield, Illinois. Then we go out to like Columbus, down to Richmond, Virginia, Philadelphia, and then Cleveland, Michigan, back to Chicago. So kind of like a, a big loop. A little Rust Belt to Bible Belt and back. Pretty much, yeah. I was hoping we were going to make it to Virginia Beach because have you all ever been to Virginia Beach? It is it's awesome, man. I, I've only been there I've one time. I literally spent one day there, and I've like never fallen in love with the town so fast. Uh, it's great. So, But we're, we're going to Richmond, which I've never been to, so I'm sure that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a good time, man. It's booking tours and like i mean booking shows in general is a pain but booking tours is tough uh we spent a good two months trying to get this whole thing nailed down and so i'm stoked that it's about a month away it's gonna be fun are you calling like venue managers and just you know sort of plotting out geographically where you're going to be or are you like yeah so first first step is kind of deciding the route right so the first step was realizing mm-hmm. okay we know we have this amount of days we know we got to start and end in chicago what does that do and then you kind of start making a route and you're like okay well i got a buddy who books shows in a basement in springfield actually that's not true springfield we're playing at this awesome record store um oh, but like in chicago we're playing in a basement you know, we had a friend who books there and like you, you kind of find where your friends are and you say, hey, we want to be there on this date. And then you kind of get a few shows. And then you're like, all right, what's in between here? 
who do we know who knows somebody who knows somebody because most of the time like we're not playing like vent like real venues you know like we're like we're we're a shitty little punk band you know like we like Don't you we say play that. 20 minutes we play 20 minute sets we play really fast we play a little bit slower and then we play really fast again and then we we're done you know and so like we're playing basements we're pl- we're playing like a bmx shop in virginia uh we are playing one like legit venue in cleveland and that show's going to be weird cuz like we don't really fit with the other bands on that show at all they're like ve- way more like aggressive and and kind of wild than we are and so like i don't really know how that's going to go but like that's at like a big venue so it'll be fun kind of change of pace but like yeah, these are great experiences either way for you like that's yeah, the whole, I, mean, I would i would imagine i don't know but the half the fun of this is like the stories that you'll create and the moments you'll create along the way with your crew dude so i basically like imagine going on an eight-day road trip with your buds and if things go well it pays for itself literally the only thing that i'm going to spend money on for this trip is food right gas is paid for uh if you do it right like the rental vans paid for you know like like that's all like we we got t-shirts and stuff like our goal is to make enough money so that we don't we're not in the hole at the end but like we're not we're not making yeah, money you know no like we're just having like it's literally gonna, I'm gonna spend a week with my like best friends road tripping around the midwest like it's gonna be a blast it's awesome love that that's great, that's great. yeah well, yeah, I so hope, I hope you do make your way to Boston at some point because that'll be we'll get everybody in for that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um maybe we can host a live show before. <sighs> now um, we're cooking. Get weird. <laughs> Honest like honestly though, like when I do make it back to Boston, like like doing it for like a show is cool, but like I don't really get to hang out. You know what I mean? It's like we drove in yeah. from somewhere, we have a couple hours, we play. And we pretty much got to go to bed because we're getting up at the crack of dawn to drive to the next city. Like if I'm going to a place where it's like I got a bunch of friends, like I'd rather do it and just like get to hang out for a couple days. Yeah. So that's it's on the docket, man. I'm finally uh, I was unemployed for a little bit, finally working again, making good money. So I'm planning the trips, man. I'm trying to make it out to the East Coast uh, as soon as possible. Love it. We would love to have you out. Um, so, Eric, thank you. This is uh, our Fireside Tuesday chat. Mm. Um, On a this Monday. This is a real blast. To your point, you want to hang out. Um, that's exactly why we started this show. Um, yeah, man. Great hanging with you guys. Absolutely yeah, great time to, to catch up and um, tell some stories. And, and uh, thank you, Maddie, as always. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome back anytime. Look for a Love Pearson it. reunion coming up around the holidays too. Oh, um, yeah. I would. I'm there, dude. I would love it. That's that's going to be one that goes for like an hour and a half that nobody listens to but us. But it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It's for us. We oh, I thought it. you. I thought you meant like a party. I thought well, you meant well, like people coming out too. for a party. No, we're gonna do one of these, but with like is it the whole Pearson crew, like ten. Oh, jeez, with just tight. Just telling I'm stories in. that are only relevant to us and none of our listeners. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that too. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy yep. the evening. Have a great week. Thanks, right, boys. Man, take care, everybody.